Welcome to the Yes You Can podcast, a soft place to land for fit pros and aspiring entrepreneurs looking for a motivational cheerleader who's been through it all and believes your best life is about being brave and tapping into your magic. Hi, I'm Hannah Pratt, an online coach and vulnerability queen. I'm here ready to share my experiences through grief, life, and finding my place on the podium to help you level up. So grab a latte and a notebook and get ready to be inspired through the Yes You Can podcast. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Yes You Can podcast. Today we are talking about quitting and burnout. Now this episode will be applicable to, I want to say everyone. Um, There's certain situations and scenarios that will likely be more relevant for instructors and coaches. But if you're a listener of the show and you've been hanging on (laughs) for all the content in spite of not being an instructor... This is going to be one that I think you're going to enjoy, and I'm going to try and keep it pretty quick. A little announcement that if you're listening to this on time, I have an upcoming workshop for studio owners coming up on the 20th of August. Now, this is going to be all about how to generate revenue, how to run effective sales campaign. I've been in charge of running sales campaigns like things like Black Friday or summer specials for studios and helping mentor and coach others. And I've seen upwards of 50k of revenue come in. That's really strategic and won't burn out your client list or dilute your audience or force you to feel like you have to then run another sale to actually get more revenue in. So it's, it's, I'm super excited about this workshop. It is going to be a paid one. I do a lot of free webinars, a lot of free stuff. This one's going to be paid because it's going to be two hours with me live on Zoom. So you're going to be able to ask me questions. If you are interested in joining that workshop, either attending it live or getting it and grabbing the replay afterwards, you can register in the show notes. Now let's get right into this episode. So I had a question come in and it was from an anonymous person into my Instructor Magic community. So they're truly anonymous. I have no idea who they are. And the question was really heartbreaking because it was around finding that magic in the studio again after losing it. And when, like, basically the question was when, how do you know when it's time to quit? How do you know when it's time to leave the studio behind? And I think that this question is super relevant for anybody who's in a phase in their life where they're feeling either burnt out, uninspired, or a certain degree of just like, malaise and sort of disinterest about something in their life. Now, I think that there's some really important considerations when you come at this question of how do you know when it's time to quit or take a break or move on to something else? Number one is, are you just disinterested or are you truly done? And sometimes that's hard to figure out. For me, I always look at the length of time that I've been feeling this way Because sometimes you're uninspired and that's been going on for like a month or two months, but it's not this consistent feeling of like, I am over this and there's nothing, even the things that used to light me up that are bringing me back to the place that I used to feel really excited about it. Um, If it has been going on a long time, like if you're in a job and you've been feeling this way for six months, seven months, maybe even a year, depending on how long you stay in your, your roles for, it could be a it could be an indicator that it's time to look for something new, whether it's a new opportunity, whether it's a new company, um, new a new opportunity in that company or a new company entirely. Or if you're an instructor, whether it's time to reduce your schedule, take a break or quit completely. 
I went through a period of burnout this year. And I, I say burnout with a bit of a caveat because I manage my burnout pretty well. Like I know what's happening. I'm aware of it. And I try and take proactive steps. So I knew that I was feeling a little, hmm, I think, tired, I will say, physically and mentally in teaching the schedule that I was, which was, you know, five, sometimes six times a week for the last year and a half. Since I was full-time with Wheelhouse and and working as the director of marketing, I was working also, you know, teaching that length of time because I could make those daytime schedule, uh, scheduled rides. And so I was teaching Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. And that did not leave a lot of time for me to just be away from the studio, especially when my full-time job was also being the director of marketing for Wheelhouse. It was a lot of Wheelhouse all the time. And when you are an obsessive, like, I'm – I love this. I'm so excited about this mode. That's great. That's fantastic. But it can only last for so long when you're exerting yourself physically. So for my second question in terms of instructors specifically, is this a time when you need to take a break? Because I took a break in July. I booked the entire month off with the exception of two or three rides. And I knew that I physically needed the break so that I could also mentally re-engage. So understanding whether your symptoms are physical, mental, and how you can build in time to take, like to create space, right? Just to get some space from what you're doing. The question that came in was pretty heartbreaking because it was talking about the length of time, like back to question one, was that this had been going on for two years. They then re-engaged with indoor cycling. They went to a an event, a spin event. And they fell in love, but it was it was elsewhere. And then they came back to their home studio and like could not get that magic back. And basically, were like physically in pain during training, mentally like crying, and just not there. Just could not do it. And they ended up leaving training. And so, the second question of being like, is this physical burnout? Symptoms will be for me. They were like consistent migraines every single week. I had a migraine, sometimes twice a week. And it got to the point where even though I knew I was having a vacation coming up, it's like I couldn't – there's nothing I could do to avoid this physical stress that kept coming up. And it was – it was like my body was screaming at me. And my advice to this person was it sounds like your body's trying to tell you something. So do you have a physical symptom like a migraine or another stress response? Do you feel like physically sick when you are – in this space consistently, whether it's a studio, whether it's your job, what physical manifestations are coming up? And then mentally, the stress, you know, that is one of the worst things for your body. Cortisol, I mean, this is going on a tangent, a la ADHD, but two of my dogs, well, one for sure, the second one maybe, has Cushing's disease. And this is where there's a tumor on the pituitary gland, which then increases the level of cortisol in their body and they need daily medication to reduce it. I see the effects of cortisol on an animal, which is like shaking, weight loss, hair loss, like skin um, rash. Like, the, And of course, this is a super exaggeration because this is not something that's happening in humans. But underneath the surface, stress can cause so many different things and it can exacerbate diseases. It can really like accentuate and speed up things that are happening. So if you are stressed mentally, you're probably going to see physical symptoms too. Um, and just understanding where that line is for you of how how serious this is starting to be. For me, those weekly migraines, the tension, the just feeling like physically and mentally like I couldn't, I was not into it, um, 
was and and more than just be not being into it, I was actually sick or I was starting to get sick was a huge indicator for me that I needed to take some time off. Now, three is do you like the person that you are when you're in this group of people or in this? This is a really honest question that requires a lot of self-awareness and self-reflection. There's a point where you will probably not be excited by this version of yourself when you are edging on burnout or you're living in burnout or you're li- or you're in a misaligned place. So you might not even be in burnout, but let's just say it's like you're not in alignment with your goals and you're working pl- someplace that really does not light you up and a job that does not light you up or in a studio that does not light you up and you do not love this version of you. That could that could uh, manifest in you are like the worst version of yourself. You're toxic. You're gossiping. You are not positive. You might be having unhealthy habits. You might um, generally just not feel as as shiny and bright and optimistic. And if you believe in enneagrams and your star signs and all of this sort of stuff, there's all these different limits or these like. I don't want to say limits, but like there's these different spectrums of who you are as a person. And when you're at your best, you are one version. And when you're at your worst, you're another version. For me, when I'm at my worst, I am usually in a misaligned job or I have clients that are completely out of alignment. And I feel like I, no matter what I do, I can't get back to that positive version because my environment is not conducive to me being creative and supportive and excited and energetic and all the sorts of stuff. So for me, knowing when I need to take a break from teaching consistently is also, I'm not really a fan of the person I am. I'm not doing my playlists in advance. And of course, you know how I feel about playlisting, like do not spend hours and hours on it. But when I was getting to the point where I was like doing it at the studio before I taught, I'm like, wow, I'm really not showing up as the best version of the coach that I would be excited to learn from. And am I giving a great product? Am I giving a great class? Absolutely, I can do it with my eyes closed. But there's so much more potential that I have as a coach that I'm not tapping into because I'm just not the best version of myself. Um, Other ways you could be like the greatest version when you're in alignment is you feel creatively inspired. You feel like you have this boundless energy. We talk about uh, working in your zone of genius versus your zone of excellence, a book I highly recommend everybody read or listen to. I love the audiobook because his voice is super soothing, is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And he talks about being in your zone of genius is when you are completely aligned with your purpose and you feel this boundless energy and you're just, you, like, it's, it's like you're so in sync. You're so aligned in your purpose and your passion and your skills and your ability and your interests and everything is just coming together a lot of people never experience this by the way so don't if you've never experienced this you know there's still a lot of potential for you too especially if you're listening to a personal development podcast like this your zone of excellence is something you're great at and you can do probably better than the average person but you are not in a place where your interests and your ability completely line up And so some people, the external observer will be like, you're amazing at this. Oh my gosh, you're so wonderful. And they'll give you lots of praise. And you're like, okay, I should love this. So for those who work in a full-time job, this is often where you sort of get stuck because you're really good at it. You make okay money. And so like, why would you leave that comfortable place, right? Well, because you're not in your zone of genius and there's more potential. So if you find yourself 
consistently being in his own vaccines or worse, less than that, then it's it's an indicator that maybe you need to shift what you're doing, how you're doing it, and your environment usually. So finding a new modality. You might not want to stop coaching, but you might be interested in a new type of movement, just like our riders and clients get interested in new types of movements, right? You might decide you want to take on one-on-one coaches or cl- clients instead of coaching group exercise classes. You might want to host your own workshops around wellness, and that's something that's lighting you up right now instead of going to teach on a podium in front of other people. So figuring out what lights you up and where your zone of genius is is a really good question to ask yourself to figure out, is this time for me to move on, time to take a break, or um, or reduce my schedule? So those are sort of the three outcomes I see sort of happening with people. Another indication that you might want to quit or take a break or reduce your schedule is you are simply working in so more than like being misaligned with your purpose or working your zone of excellence instead of your zone of genius you could be in a really good place i look back and i think about this probably more frequently than anybody would expect i was in a really toxic environment as a senior leader and i was let go from that position during covid after having been promoted into it and then really not set up for success and kind of gaslit and kind of, I mean, there's so many things that went on there that I actually cannot legally speak about, but I was really taken for a ride and it rocked my confidence to my core. I have never been fired. I have never been let go from a position up until this point. And the way in which it would happened was felt like a horrible breakup. It was so confusing. It was, it, it felt like I had just lost my sense of self and I took a lot of that blame on. And if you're in a toxic environment, you're probably feeling a lot of those same feelings where it's like you used to be amazing and you're not currently operating at your highest self and your performance is starting to really suck because your confidence is low. So it's this cycle thing that happens where a vicious cycle that happens where your leadership is toxic it's making you feel terrible about yourself. You aren't getting the feedback you need. You aren't then getting the confidence you need because you aren't getting any validation or good feedback. That's bleeding into the way that you coach or the way that you perform at work. And it's like around and around and around it goes. So if you're in a toxic workplace, my unequivocal recommendation is to find something else as quickly as you can. Even if it's temporary, just get out of there because the effect it can have on your confidence is so detrimental. I'm still dealing with this and, you know, three years later of how it has shaken me. Now, in hindsight, that was one of the greatest blessings of my life was to let go, be let go from this environment because I don't know that I would have personally got up and left. I felt really, um, I felt really proud of the position I had been promoted into. I felt proud of the organization. I didn't love it, but I sort of was trying to convince myself that this is what everybody wanted and everybody um, was aspiring to. And so I stayed. I was, I'm very, I'm not a quitter. I don't like to quit easily on things. And so I was determined to sort of prove everybody that I could do this position that I had been promoted into. And um, it was completely misaligned with who I am, what I want, my purpose, my passion, everything. It was just something I was really good at. And then I became terrible at because I had such a loss of confidence. And it felt like by the end, nothing I could do was right. I couldn't 
I truly couldn't do anything right and was a scapegoat for a lot of different things. And it's hard when you are a person who doesn't want to be the victim. So even me saying that feels really uncomfortable, but it, it truly like facts on facts, this is what happened. So it can really, when you stay in a place for way too long, it can do horrible things to your confidence and your sense of self and your self-worth and all of that. And so my recommendation is to get out as soon as you possibly can if you are feeling this way. Um, there is a difference between toxicity and, you know, you maybe needing feedback, needing resources and having great leadership, but you're just not getting that support. And so there's conversations you can have and there's going to be some recommendations in the show notes. Crucial Conversations is one uh, is one book I definitely recommend. You can find the audiobooks for free on YouTube. Um, any of the Brene Brown stuff is fantastic too, but it can be really challenging to manage upwards. So again, if you are in a place where you are losing your confidence completely and it's a result of toxic leadership or toxic teams or something that's just like not working for you, I recommend I recommend getting out of there. Now, sometimes we just take on too much and all you need is, is a reduction in the schedule. So we talked about taking a break, understanding that you might need to proactively take a break if you feel like you're on the edge of burnout and you just need some time away to get creatively inspired, to give your body a break, to take in other modalities of movement, to maybe read, listen to podcasts, just like freeing up your schedule with a bit of a break. But a reduction in schedule is something that I have felt super liberating this year. And one of the reasons I didn't want to do it before was because I had such a sense of like, I want to say ego attached to different ride times, different, like having so much real estate on the schedule. And I'm really aware of myself. I'm, you know, I'm like fully being open about the fact that I loved the fact that I had these great ride times. I love the fact that I had so many rides. It was to me really important, especially after coming back from that loss of confidence to feel confident in having waitlisted rides and like across the schedule and, and and it really like that was the purpose of like leading so many rides was to uh, impact so many people and feel that validation and now taking a reduced schedule as I go into a new phase and a new opportunity um a part-time opportunity in the fall but I am going to be reducing my spin schedule teaching schedule there I am really excited about the rides I do have I'm also excited about the fact that it's going to give me more opportunity to coach more people through instruct magic and that I don't need personally to be on the podium every day to feel like I am great at this thing. So taking a reduced schedule, if you need to cut a ride from your schedule, even if it's for t- a temporary amount of time and just like like break up your day um, by not having to rush to the studio, you, especially multiple jobs, or just giving yourself a break, you can still pick up subs and still jump in more. But if you are teaching, you know, four times a week, Three times a week would be just like just as good for your riders. And I have found, which was really cool in July, that the few times I did teach, my rides were like completely full. And that's a hard thing in the middle of the summer. Um, I teach about wait lists, of course, inside Instructor Magic, my six-week signature course for instructors who want to get to waitlisted classes by talking about musicality, marketing, coaching, motivation, and uh, mindset. But there's a point in the summer when it's just like crickets, right? And so it was cool to to only have a few rides and really have people miss me and show up and want to come and ride with me. So taking a reduced schedule could be something that's in your future. Now, 
This is a little less applicable to people who are in a job that they're thinking about quitting. But could you could you find another thing that is a bit of a side hustle that allows you like that kind of takes up some time that's low energy but is going to creatively light you up and maybe there's a great script in the 4-hour work week by Tim Ferriss that it's like you kind of propose to your job that you take a step down. So maybe you're in a leadership position and you want to take a step down into a different role. Now, this is it's like there's a lot of things that would prevent somebody from doing this, not the least of which their ego and, you know, if you're especially in your director role and like leadership is hard to to leave once you're in a company. But I there's a person I know and really respect in the city who was a director recently and she took a step down to join another organization and become a an officer instead of a director. And so she really like took that reduction in leadership so that she can free up, I think, her time to do more things on the side and work on her passions and side hustles and things that she sort of had to park before because she was so invested in her career. Now, the cool thing about that is like if you are in a where, you know, if you're in a position where your salary obviously matters to you, you can still make that salary up by doing different things that interest you. And they might be more successful because you're more passionate about it. Case in point, for me, launching Instructor Magic, I could do that in when I was working full-time because I had the mental space to do it. The job was great, but it didn't take up all my energy. It wasn't like, you know, sucking me dry in terms of um, things I needed to think about. It was it was really easy for me. The job I had was easy for me to do. And so I had the space mentally to be able to launch this course at the same time and not be completely burnt out. For instructors, there's going to be a point where you are, you will know when it's time. And I encourage you to make these decisions or try and be proactive before you get to the point where you are really showing up to your classes out of obligation and you are not giving even, you know, 60% of the effort you used to, and you are maybe having classes taken away from you, and you know it's sort of like a relationship that needs to end, but somebody just needs needs to make that decision, I encourage you to take some of these proactive steps before it gets to that point. Because ultimately, you've built an amazing community. You probably have riders who love you and want the best for you. And leaving on a high or leaving on a, you know, that high when you feel like you um, have done all that you've accomplished and you you are proud of the community you've built, you've built, but you just know it's time internally for something else, make that decision proactively to take that break, reduce your schedule, or quit completely. You just want to have that positive closure, and I think it's something that people don't really take put enough weight on, like positive closure. If you think about an example of this, it's like when an, a professional athlete refuses to sort of quit and you're like, oh God, it's like, it's hard to watch them when they were used to be in their prime, when they used to be so amazing. And now they're sort of like performing at a mediocre level and everybody sort of feels bad for them. It's not that like that's the purpose, but it's an example of of how to think about this. Because if you deep down know that it's time and you just don't want to make that decision, leaving on a high note will take care of all that FOMO that you might feel when you're looking at the schedule, when you're watching rides. And I think one of the ways to know if you're truly done 
is if you do take a bit of a break and people are posting about classes, posting about rides, and you have no twinge of jealousy, no twinge of like, oh, I wish that was me or I can't wait to get back to the studio. If you leave and there's no feelings of that, then it's probably time to to say goodbye, at least for now. The cool thing about coaching and instructing is that you can take long hiatuses. You don't need to say this is forever. You can say I'm going back to school and I need to take a semester off. I'm doing this thing and I want to take a few months off. Usually studios are amenable to that and they would love to have you on the sub roster um, to, to be around even if you're not going to be on the schedule full-time or even part-time. So there's lots of options to you, but these are I hope these questions do help you going through the thought process and knowing when a situation might be too toxic to stay, knowing when you might be experiencing physical or mental symptoms of burnout, and, and understanding that, you know, this – Quitting isn't leaving something um, – isn't something to be ashamed about. And if you leave on a high and make that decision, make that proactive decision that it's just not for you right now, you're not doing the best work for yourself or for your riders or for your clients, that maybe there's something better for you on the horizon. And I fully believe that to be true. I hope that this was helpful. A lot of things packed into one episode. Again, zone of excellence versus zone of genius, burnout, understanding mental and physical symptoms of stress. Maybe time to take a break and get creatively inspired. Maybe it's time to take a reduced schedule. Or maybe it's time to take a bit of a hiatus um, and and leave. And then finally, if you are in a toxic environment, please make that decision to leave because it can kill your confidence. And that is going to be the thing that helps you become super successful in this industry. If you have not joined my email list, I would really encourage you to do so. I send out playlists and I'm going to be sending out this episode to my email list with with downloads. So those local file downloads, this is something that does help me become creatively inspired again. And maybe I'll do a whole other episode on like how to find that magic again. But finding music, finding new music is one of the hardest things we do as instructors because it happens. We need to consistently do it. So I send out my, my local file remixes, my playlists, my free resources, my webinars, all to my email list. So if you are on Instagram, you can DM me the word um, P60 and I will send you a playlist with my um, with my Google file folder with downloads there, my playlist, and then I'll sign you up for my email list. Or you can go to the show notes too in this episode. Thanks so much for listening, friends, and have a great day. I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening all the way to the end of the Yes You Can podcast. If you loved this one, I would so appreciate a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That lets others know that, hey, this is a good podcast and it's worthwhile to listen to. If you really loved it, make sure to share with somebody you love who could benefit from all the magic and motivation in their lives. Thanks so much, friends, and have a great day.